This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Uh, first things first, there's been a lot of talk over the last few days about Mo Salah being the best player in the world. Is he the best player in the world at the moment? And how do you rate his chances of winning the Ballon d'Or? <laughs> He's doing pretty well at the moment. So let's uh, let's say it, you know, in that way. You know, he's, he's an incredible football player. You know, he's been showing it already for for the last couple of seasons consistently. The number speaks for itself. Um, so I can only say that we are very, very happy that he's uh, in the form he's in. He's definitely up there. Um, and I think, you know, everyone's it's everyone's opinion. And we as players, we know as well that, you know, one week he could be, um, you know, one of the, the best players in the world and the next week. You know, people can try to put you down. So we're just very appreciative of what he's doing. We know the quality he has. We know the difficulties he can give opponents. And um, yeah, obviously he's doing it pretty well. And what about yourself at the moment? Do you feel you're as fit, you're as strong, and you're at the performance levels that you were showing before the injury? And if so, what what's it taken for you to get back to those kind of levels as well? Well, I'm still on the way, you know. It's still everyone's opinion, and I know that there is a lot of you know eyes, you know, pointing at my direction. If he's gonna be back the same way and stuff, and the only thing I can do is try my best each and every game. That's what I do. Um, I feel like I'm improving. Everyone knows uh, how how difficult it is to come back from a knee injury, uh, and I don't think there is a lot of examples um, of players who had an ACL. Um, and a knee, complex knee injury that is back to his best after obviously t- a year on today. So um, I've, I've work to do. But the thing is, you know, I don't, I don't think about what others really has to say or um, or judge. You know, I want to be as good as I can for the team I play for and for the fans I play for and and. In my, in, in my case, uh, the country I play for, and the only thing to to get there is, is play games, get better, get more confident in in the things you do, get more, get back to normal things. And so far, it's getting uh, it's going the right way, and I'm feeling fine. So uh, there's always room for improvement. And just looking at these two games with Atletico, obviously we can look at the group and. Uh, and look at it as, as two potential games that could ultimately decide top spot in the group. But I just wonder as well, does that defeat to Atletico back in 2020 come into their thinking as well as, as part of the motivation ahead of this one? We don't need any extra motivation. You know, we play we play the Champions League as the, the most prestigious cup uh, in, in Europe. Um, you worked hard for it last year. The boys worked hard for it last year to make sure that we play Champions League. And, you know, we just want to go out there, show our qualities. And the only thing we use from the game that we played last time is, is to analyze <laughs> and analyze them. Um, but we don't need extra motivation. We know how tough it's going to be. And um, we have to be very good to, to, to get a good result. And we're looking forward to it. Um, full stadium again. So it's 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 always a good feeling to be out there, you know. And personally, for me especially, you know, I, I just enjoy every bit of it. Okay, Mike, do you want to go next, please? 
Hi there, Virgil. Hi, Mike. Um, as far as this season is concerned, it's been a really good start. You look at the results, but the performances have been really good as well. How much confidence does that give you moving forward, not just in the Champions League, but in all competitions? Yeah, obviously the, the results have been positive. That's what we all, you know, hoped for and and strive for as well. Um, but if you, if you, if, and that's how we look at games. If you look at our games, there are still a lot of moments that we can improve and we want to improve. So um, they'll be the same tomorrow. Um, I said before, we have to be at our best to to get a result, to get a good result, especially. That's what we all hope for. We will we will work for as well. So enjoy the moment, but don't take it, you know, um, for granted and just look at what's ahead of us instead of in the on the longer longer term. Okay, James from Talksport, do you want to go next, please? Virgil, there was a brilliant reaction from Trent to Mo Salah's goal against Watford on Saturday. As a squad, are you just in awe of what he's doing at the moment and, and what do you put this form down to? Because perhaps he's the, the best player in the world at the moment on current form. Well, we know what he's capable of and I think he's been showing it already for, for a long, longer period of time. Um, it's now that everyone's talking about it and everyone is following each other and talking each other's um, after each other, I think, in my opinion. Um the numbers speak for itself. You know, he's a fantastic player. And, um, you know, if you look at our team as well, you know, we have we have such a great such a great, great team and players. If you look at the game at Watford, Sadio scored his 100 Premier League goal. We should talk about that a little bit more in my opinion as well. It's, 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 it's not something that's normal in my opinion. Um, obviously, Bobby coming in after such a long time, a difficult time. Uh, score hat trick, and you know we have we have a fantastic squad, a good good group of players, um, boys that want to give everything for each other, and um, you know to see to see them all shining shine is is something that you know it satisfies us, it helps helps us of course, um, but we all have have a, have a job to do, and um, everyone knows the responsibility, and most obviously is uh, scoring goals is is one one big one. Okay, Carl, do you want to go next, please? Hi, Virgil. Cool. Hi. You, um, you mentioned earlier yourself that today is, is 12 months exactly since you got that diagnosis from, from the, the specialist about your knee. Um, is, is it a day that, since I've said, is it a day that sticks in your mind? What are your, your emotions can you remember from that day? And, and how, how has, have you felt over the year since? <laughs> yeah, well... You know, mine is, it's a year ago, yeah, um, but I'm just happy where I am today and that's how I look at it. You know, I'm playing, I'm playing on the highest level again, I'm playing um, with a lot of joy. Uh, obviously, we're working really hard to get good results and so far we have been getting good results. There's obviously still a lot to improve, there's for me personally still a lot to, um, to improve as well. Well, you know, the only thing I can do is, is take it day by day. You know, I said in previous interviews as well, I'm not a robot. You know, I come back from a very serious knee injury. Um, but I know there's a lot of eyes pointed at my direction, you know, and, and, and will be, um, will be. It was already before, but now even more. Uh, but it's something that I'm not, 
thinking of, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest um, criticizer of myself. I know exactly when I can do things better, when things going well, obviously too. Um, but how I, how I see it is just to to improve, to improve as, as, as good as I can. And so far, so good. And I'm very confident in, uh, in the way I see things too. Okay, and we'll finish with uh, Chris McKenna, please. Just just to follow up on that, Virgil. I mean, you're saying you're not at your best. I mean, that's that might be a worry for the for the strikers in the league because you've looked pretty impressive so far since you've come back. No, oh, thank you, but yeah, <laughs> you know, obviously, I've 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 had a long preseason, obviously off season, preseason, and I feel like I obviously gradually. Improve by by the by the by the game by the by, by training, um, but we all do as a team. You know, we've been we've been working together for such a long time now that we are. You know, obviously after last season, what obviously was a was a very tough one. Just trying to get back to our best, and um, we just go for it and, and give everything that we got and hopefully get, get, get some rewards in the end of the season. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Just to start with, and it's again back to Mo, I just wonder, given all the talk of him and you mentioned him being up there with the, the best players in the world at the moment as well, is Mo now getting the recognition from elsewhere that his numbers and performances deserve? And how do you rate his chances of winning the Ballon d'Or? Does he indeed deserve to win the Ballon d'Or this year? <laughs> Uh, yes, I have no idea um, how exactly um, how you win the Ballon d'Or. To be honest, if it's about being in the Champions League final, scoring the most goals, stuff like this, then it could be slightly difficult. Maybe if it's about performances over the last two years, yeah, yeah then there's a chance from my point of view. But I, I'm not too much in the competition, so to understand exactly how it works, um, does he get now the recognition? Finally, look internally, he always got it. Externally, I don't know. You can answer that much better than I can, um, but that after two goals, the two goals he scored now, uh, people think all of a sudden now, now because of that, he's the best, could be the best player in the world. It's a bit strange. Um, he scored goals like this before, and he performed since eight since years on incredible high level. And my concern is obviously most first and foremost uh, that he will do it again and again and again and again. What he did so far, but. Um, Whatever you want to write positively about him, do it. He deserves it. But now let's prepare Atletico. And how would you sum up then the importance of these two games with Atletico? Because when we look at the group, it appears to be two games that could ultimately decide top spot. <laughs> yes, if you win both games against Atletico in that group, then it's pretty likely that you go through. That was clear from the beginning, I would say. So, but... Um, yeah, we didn't even play the first one. So, um, and we know we lost last time both games against Atletico. So, it would, I'm, I'm a very positive person, but I'm not um, that positive or naive that I think um, we have these games already um, in our pocket. So, it's it's tough place to go. We know that last year, last time when we played there, uh, we got an early goal, and after that, we had a lot of possession, but not enough or not good enough chances because we played not really well that night. We learned a lot between the two games. Second game was an exceptionally good game in the most difficult circumstances I ever played football. Uh, we played an outstanding match, but it was the last one for a long, long time. We lost it. Um, that was not nice, but was not really important that night. It didn't feel like 
important anymore that night. And um, so now um, the world is in a better place again, not not safe, but in a better place. And um, so hopefully we can use the things we learned from the, the two games we played against them, even though they changed a lot since then. Uh, they play different system, changed a lot of players. And um, so we face a different, but not a weaker animal. So um, they became Spanish champion last year. So that's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> and um, some of the, the core of the, player, the players are still together for a while. So they, they know how to win football games. And that's what they will try tomorrow. Thank you, Vinny. Uh, we'll go in the audio and screen. We'll take one from James from TalkSport. Then we'll go to Mike Hughes from BBC Merseyside. James. And your record away from home this season has been brilliant. It's three or more goals in your last six matches on the road. What do you put that down to? <laughs> Did really think about it. Is it a performance and opponent and um, story of the match? Let me say it like this. That's why we did it, probably. Um, that's never easy. It was for sure not easy, but we really don't think about it. If if you wouldn't tell me, I would know it because I wouldn't think about it, uh, where we score the goals, when we score the goals. But we never made a, a big difference between away and home games. It's just we enjoy it more at home. That's tr true because we have in our dressing room, in our stadium, we are with our people around and a lot of them, and they're all in good shape, all excited to see us again and stuff like this that we love about our home games. But we never, we never made a really big difference with away games, but now it's Atletico and um, scoring three goals um, doesn't sound too likely now um, in a game against Atletico. Not sure they conceded ever three goals, to be honest. Um, but that's not about that. We want to have a positive result uh, and a positive performance, and that's what we are thinking at the moment about, not the final result. Okay, thank you, James. We'll go to Mike Hughes from BBC Merseyside. I've got probably all the people I can take now. If you're in the panel, it means that we're going to take your questions. So you don't need to use hands up. I will come to you. Um, probably our limit just about. So, Mike, you're next. Hi there, Jürgen. Hi. Um, if Roberto Firmino plays tomorrow, it'll be his 300th appearance for Liverpool. Uh, that in itself is an incredible landmark. He has been criticised in the past for for not getting enough goals. Three at the weekend against Watford, he got uh, uh, two against Porto. Uh, we know about his importance to what you've done in the past and what a prominent part he's played. How important can he be for the rest of the campaign and moving forward? And how much of a talent has he been for you? Massive. It was massive for our development as a team, absolutely. He um, is obviously a key player, the connector of all the different pieces on the pitch very often. So and, um, he was injured now, um, unfortunately. Uh, didn't have a proper preseason, then getting injured, that's now not too helpful, obviously. But um, the three goals from the weekend, for sure, will help him a lot. And um, so for that, I, I think I was... Uh, never shy of putting praise on Bobby Firmino and his importance. So maybe if you don't forgot that, then go a bit back and you for sure recall it something like that, um, where I said a lot of nice things about Bobby because he deserves it and um, he is our um, all false nine. <laughs> but um, and on top of that, a very 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 important player, of course. Thank you, Mike. We go to Diego Torres. Diego, are you asking in English or Spanish? Just so we know if we need the translation. In Spain, please. Okay. In Spanish, give, please. Can you just give the boss one second to put the headphones okay, in? Okay, don't worry. No problem. Then fire away, Diego. Okay. okay. 
Buenas tardes, Jürgen, Diego Plaza. Diego Plaza from Chiringuito. Good afternoon, Jürgen. Two seasons ago when you met, you didn't understand how Atletico played that style of football with the squad of players that they had. And you said that you didn't want to add anything in the press conference afterwards. Do you still have this opinion or have you changed your opinion? And with the signings that Atletico Madrid have made, do you think they've changed as well? So your opinion and have Atletico changed with their new signings and their style of play? So first and foremost, I think I said this after the second game, I was um, angry, disappointed about a lot of things. So about life a little bit, that things go so wrong um, with the world in that moment. Um, then that we had to concentrate on football in a really strange circumstances. Then, um, of course, that we played against a team full of world-class players. They defended with all they have. Um, and that's probably was the reason why I said the things um, I said. It's, um, look, Diego Simeone is doing absolutely everything right. He's the current Spanish champion. He's at Atletico for, I don't know exactly, for a long, long time. Um, very successful there. Um, as a bunch of world-class players, keeps them on their toes. They fight with all they have for their lives. That says a lot about, about the quality of Diego. So I couldn't respect more what they do. Do I like it? Not too much. Um, I, but that's normal because I prefer a different kind of football. Um, but that's me. Other coaches do prefer other other kind of uh, other styles of football, and um, so nobody has to like it. It just has to be successful, and that's what Atletico is for sure. Um, and that's why. Um, and you are right; they changed obviously, they changed system, they brought in new players, players back, all this kind of stuff. So it's uh, in very difficult times for football clubs. Obviously, how you know in Spain, uh, pretty good. They did an impressive job um, with um, with signings and, and these kind of things and have a proper team and look for me like um, the possible champion again of this year. So in, a, in, a, in La Liga and um, that's incredible. So, um, yeah, I <laughs> uh, what I said was for sure um, um, influenced by the mood I was in on that specific day one and a half but more years ago. Thank you. And uh, we now go to Diego Torres. Sorry, because there was two Diego's. My mistake there. Diego Torres, uh, are you going to ask in Spanish or in English, Diego, just so the manager needs to know? In, in English, no problem. Ah, super. Thank you. Uh, Jürgen, I, I would like to ask you, you, all the managers has an idea of, of the team they want and, and how they want the team to perform. But uh, I, I would like to ask you, uh, to what extent do you need players like Vir Virgil van Dijk to execute the ideal of, of football you want to you want Liverpool to, to play? Oh, I, I, we need all our players to, to, to play the football. We, we didn't know exactly which kind of football we want to play before we had the players together. So there was always a like a basic idea um, there, but the, the better the players get the the, 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 the the more or the better is the football you can play. That's how it is. And I, I understand that you ask for virtual uh, because he's an exceptional player. My God, for me, the best center half in the world, for sure. But um, that we couldn't play how the football we wanted to play last year was not only because virtual was not was injured. We had no Joel Mate, we had no Joe Gomez and Ibu Konate was not here yet. 
we had to we had to find solution as long as we we could play then with center halves again young center halves they did an incredible job you should see these games what they did was absolutely exceptional so we, we became third at the end of the season so but we played in moments we played still the football we wanted to play but of course the football you play depends massively um on the players you have um, on the pitch and virtual helps would help each team in the world and thank god he is with us. Okay, thank you. We now take one from everybody to finish. If you've got, we'll go to uh, Lashin. I uh, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Lashin Salem, in, uh, who looks like he's in Madrid. Hello, in, in, Sp in Spanish. Yes, okay, just give yeah. us one second. Vale. Okay. Okay. Looks lovely weather there, by the way. Nice okay. uh, I'd like to know. How, what do you think about this Atletico? Uh, what do you think of Atletico and how do you see them this season? Are they different from previous seasons when they've had a bit of stick for defending? Do you see them playing any differently this season so far in La Liga? <laughs> Your colleague asked pretty much the same question. So, And the colleague before asked pretty much the same question. So... Um, Yes, they are different um, because they play a different system and they have obviously brought in some new players um, or old players brought them back. And um, that's a, a pretty uh, special team. But um, they are still the, the, the result machine they were before. So they they have... Um, the, the, it's, it's incredible how, how Diego keeps them all on their toes. That's how it is. And um, so I respect that a lot. And no, no criticism. I explained it to your colleague already so maybe you can call him thank you very much last to see you in madrid soon right we go one from everyone to finish chris followed by carl followed by john followed by paul so there we go chris. Yeah, my, my spanish is so poor i'm sorry if i'm repeating a similar theme <laughs> yeah but the way i was going to frame the question was more how how is the challenge of facing atletico different to any other i mean it seems like i don't like using the word war but it seems like a football war every time you you you, you you face a team like that. It is, it is, but it's not the only team you 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 face. But the only problem for the, what you have with Atletico, they are probably the best of them. So that means they have the best players in hand, the best manager. Um, so if you play Sevilla, for example, it was always similar. It's a similar atmosphere. It's a similar fight, and I really don't want to use the other word, but it's a proper proper fight. You're right, and um, so the problem with Atletico is is the mix of the quality they have and the desire they show. I, I honestly, um, I said it now before and you heard it. So do I like, except would it be the style I want to play? No, but I, I couldn't. I'm not a person for it. I could not ask for it, um, but we are all different. And that's why it's completely fine. We have, it's not about me to judge it or whatever. We have to face it and we will face it. And we will, we will, we play at home. People forget that obviously it's all about football, you know, about winning football games, but we played an exceptional game at home against Atletico. Absolutely exceptional game. So we didn't forget how bad we were there. I'm pretty sure Atletico didn't forget how good we were at home. So there is a way, there's a way to cause them problems, but you have to play a top class game and you have to be incredibly brave. If you don't do that, they eat you. And that's what we should avoid. Okay. Come back and John Murray and Paul Joyce, the last three questions included. Carl. Hi, Egan. Any, any quick one from me? We, we saw Curtis back with the squad earlier. Is, is he is he good to go now? Unfortunately, Curtis was only 
with us in a warming up um, and will be here in Liverpool to hopefully make the final steps um, to full training. So again, today he did only he did only warming up and then he had to go in. He did his stuff then, not going in, did his stuff then, but still individual training and we decided to leave him here to continue that and then hopefully he's ready for United. Thanks, Carl. John Murray? John, you're on mute if that's, if you don't mind just taking that off very briefly and then... No, we still can't hear you. Go on. Whack the mute button off, John. Yeah, got it, got it. Love you. Yes, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, you're gonna. I heard what you said about um, Virgil Van Dijk there. Thank God he's he's your player. But but how significant is simply his presence in what you've done so far this season? It, look for me. I I I love. I could talk about Mo Salah and that he's world class the whole time. We could do the same for Virgil. The only problem if you talk about football, it's not about individual players. And again, it always sounds like we, we would have played the last season, the whole season could have played with Joe Gomez and, and Joel Matip. There would have been a different season, I, I promise you, because these boys are world-class as well, whatever other people say. So yes, it's massively helpful and I love each moment when Birch is back and it was it hurt all of us to seeing him on crutches through the, the building. But the main problem was that the other two were on crutches as well in the same moment. That was our problem. So now Birch is back, Jell is back, all of them are back, Ibu is in, so we, and, and, and Nate Phillips is still here in, in incredible shape, by the way, as well. Um, so that's the, that's the situation. And yes, if you have the, your best players on the pitch, that makes it more likely to play good football. That's how it is, of course. But um, it's not the only ingredients you need. We have to make sure that we are really, um, really, really good tomorrow night, because this is one of the, ch the challenges in European football, facing Atletico Madrid. Uh, they like that image, by the way, and I like that. Um, but now it's not about me liking it, it's about um, really facing it and and make give them a proper game, and that's the plan. Okay, thank you. I'm finished with Paul, who I think is over there. Paul? Paul? Yeah, again, I was just wondering if you think <laughs> Mo's performances make his contract easier or harder to solve Resolve. That's, I don't know. We will see. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.